Regina Campbell, I'm the Principal Attorney here at the Campbell Law Group. And I want to welcome everyone back for Episode 8, uh, sorry, uh, Season, oh, it is Episode 8, Season 1. Ricardo's giving me the look, so sorry. Uh, we want to welcome today uh, fabulous uh, Planning and Probate Attorney, Janine Kukawa. Welcome. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very you. much for having me. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for coming. So uh, I want to talk to you, so before we get started with the legal stuff, I hear you have an interesting background. Or shall I say heritage, as Ricardo would say. No. <laughs> so yeah, I think so. Um, I, would, I would call myself the Miami potpourri. I don't really call myself a Miami mud because potpourri sounds better. But you know, um, I am, I guess, what epitomizes Miami um, culture, my mother. Um, is Colombian. She came here when she was 29 years old, um, and uh, my father was Polish um, of, uh, from Philadelphia. So, oh, wow. And um, I guess to continue that part, um, my father was in World War II, um, so he was um, the son of Polish immigrants, so first generation United American. And after World War II, he was able to, on the GI Bill, with the school. And um, my mom also came here um, after going to law school for a couple of years in Cali, Colombia. And okay. um, she decided that she wanted to be, uh, live the American life and yeah. to, to have a different um, uh, life than what was probably um, expected of her in Colombia. So yeah. she came all by herself at 29 um, with, with savings in her, you know, in her hand. and. Uh, took a year of English and ended up working as a paralegal here in Miami. And then my parents ended up meeting each other, and here I am. That's, I'm the product. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Great product, too, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so that's an interesting, and it is. It's so, it's so um, not just American, but Miami. And I think we're seeing this more and more, right? Where you have, uh, you, know, you know, immigrants coming from different parts, whether it's starting a generation or two ago down to the newer generations, mm -hmm. and we continue the dream, so to speak. You know, and your mother so. clearly did. I think you so, she, yeah. She came here, that's how you know she was a lawyer. She did two years of law school, and then and she worked for a magistrate, an appellate judge in, in Columbia, and then she's like, ah, no, I think I want to I want to try something else. Okay. But um, but she, uh, I'm basically living, I, I lived her, Perfect. I accomplished what she wanted to accomplish. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, the law, that's where the law comes from, I guess. Yes, yeah, the legal background. So talk to me a little bit about probate. Um, a lot of people don't know exactly what probate is. So I'm glad you're asking that question. A lot of people have, I guess, preconceived notions, what yeah. they've heard, what they've read on the internet, and, and whatnot. So, you know, I, I, with the planning side, I do estate planning and probate. So the estate planning side is really the way to try to avoid probate. So okay. what's probate? The court supervised proceeding in the probate division of the courthouse, of the court. In the, um, and it, you know, that proceeding, um, you, you appoint a personal representative to deal with the decedent's assets. That person um, collects the assets, um, pays any debts of the decedent prior to death. Um, and also um, distributes the assets to beneficiaries. Okay, but I guess the courts there also to sort of make sure the will is. I mean, I, if someone wants to contest the will or something of that nature, that's where you usually do it, right? In probate court and right. So, so yeah, there's there's the administrative. Yeah. That's you know the the administrative, the formal summary and summary. Those are the two mm -hmm. types of probates. Yeah. Um, if it becomes you know litigation matter. Um, then that's, you know, it becomes an adversarial uh, proceeding within the probate court, but I don't do that side. I let my partners do that, so I, I do the administrative, the probate side. 
Gotcha. So, and I mean, you have a, you have a background also in tax, correct? Also, so it helps with the planning? Yeah, so I do I have an LLM from um, University of Miami um, in estate planning and, um, and tax. So it uh, kind of supplements the my business degree that I, that I had at University of Florida. I have to give a shout out to Rick, you know, because if not, Rick, Rick is going to, um, you know, give me bad faces back there. So yeah, I, my, uh, I have a couple degrees from the University of Florida and I have my LLM in estate planning. Okay. Um, after I went to law school at uh, University of Florida. Okay, wonderful. So, and I mean, people, I think there's a misconception about estate planning. Uh, of course, like you said, estate planning is there to avoid potentially probate, which can be rather expensively, timely, uh, just overall difficult, correct? Yes. Yeah, so estate planning, people, I think they have a, a misconception that estate planning is just like for rich people. Right. You know, just, you know, ultra wealthy, you right. know, of course there is, I'm sure, we have a background right. tax, so right. there's some, some obviously thinking and there's consideration that where you're thinking about passing on wealth to, to other generations, you know, tax efficient. But I, I mean, I, is that, do you, do you think, do you agree with that? Is it just for the ultra wealthy? It's not. It's um, Everyone should at least have simple, you know, the, the basic documents, just depending on, you know, what your assets are and, and what your family situation is. Um, you know, people say, oh, you know, I, I, just, I have a will, I, I don't need to go to probate. So yeah. that's that's one of the misconceptions I would say. Yes, yeah. um, if you have a will mm -hmm. and um, assets that are titled properly that have designated beneficiaries, then you don't have a probate process. Mm -hmm. um, you'll you know everything will go directly to the beneficiaries. Like for example, a bank account, insurance policy. Like if you don't have any complicated family, um, everyone's a, you know is an adult beneficiaries and there are no minors and, and things that would complicate that. Um, you can you know do a simple will with designated beneficiaries, and even even if you do have a minor child, there's you know uh, you know UTMA accounts that you yes. can set up you know to yes. transfer a minor's account. But keep in mind, people are a little bit surprised because you can get them at 18 or 21, depending the yes. the, the beneficiaries. So if you have you know a million dollars in an account, um, you know that you don't want your you know. Your 18-year-old or 21-year-old. Correct, to receive that money, um, <laughs> yes, yes, you know, outright. Yes. That's, you know, where you yeah. want to have maybe trusts um, set up. Mm -hmm. Right, them. control the questions. Um, correct, things. right. So yeah. a trustee would, would be able to control, you know, the distributions to, you know, to kids have, you know, asset protection issues that went through divorce, um, drugs, predators, drugs, um, yes. you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, unfortunately, families are not perfect. No. Um, you know, I deal with, you know, I, I really... You know, part of the estate planning process is really getting to know the families. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of them are blended families now. You know, second marriages, um, kids from you know prior marriages, and, yeah. and mutual you know kids with current spouses and, and things like that. And you know, getting to know the, you know the kids and how old they are and you know what their issues are if they have yeah. you know you know uh, creditor issues, divorce issues, special needs issues, yes. you know things like that that um, need to be. Planning for. Um, right, plan for. Yes, so. and it's really important because if not, I can recap it, correct? I mean, I mean, like you said, UTMA, the child can get potentially the money 18 right. or 21. Right. That's not always a good thing. We don't realize that. I think we think, okay, it's just put money aside for our child. Right. Then, right. Right. Um, so a trust allows you to set up those who's going to make the decisions, make sure the child's taking care of his basic needs, and it can avoid, of course, creditor issues by avoiding distributing to the child potentially right. if they have right. it. Right. So I think it's so important for, you know, I think people think you have to have millions and millions of dollars to do this stuff, and it doesn't, uh, not necessary. Especially if you have a special needs child, also, they may not know how to enforce their their, their rights or know what to do if something should happen. And if it's not said, maybe that child needs more money than another child that might be able to right. 
has a, you know, has a career. And, as well. and not only that, is they're receiving government benefits. They have to receive okay. that money in, in, in trust or they'll be, they potentially could be disqualified from the government benefits. benefits. Correct. Wow, okay, that's a very important fact as well, I think, yes. So, y tu hablas español, ¿verdad? Yo hablo español. Okay, I know, you're looking at two very looking American looking girls. <laughs> I had to throw the Spanish out, so. <laughs> La mitad colombiana, obviamente. Sí. Mi madre no me iba a dejar sin hablar español. Right, Rick? Sí, sí, so así, quería que supiera, porque I know you're probably thinking, no, but, you know, my, my Hispanic friends, my Hispanic friends, <laughs> She can help you as well. <laughs> I do cater to a large um, Spanish-speaking um, population here, so and obviously in Miami. So yes. um, I do. Uh, that's kind of how I differentiate myself. Also, okay. yes, a lot of people, a lot of the attorneys, the state planning attorneys, don't don't speak Spanish. Don't speak Spanish, and it's hard with, without that communication, that connection with someone, right? Their language potentially they don't mm -hmm. feel as comfortable in English. Right. So I found that also helps too. When I, you know, I don't know how many times I'm sitting there and. They're like, you know, they pass speak to a lawyer, I get on the phone, and Sophia will say, oh yeah, here's Regina Campbell, and they're on the phone, they're like, um, I, I speak Spanish? And I'm like, see, see, they're like, oh, you're ask you. I have the same thing. I have the, yeah. I have the same thing. I mean, yeah. you know, when I, I, I the referrals that I do get from other attorneys, saying, si, ella habla español, no hay problema. Yes, yes. So. It is important. You know, to be able to speak someone's language and to be able to understand, I think it just makes yeah. people more comfortable. Yeah. You know, a lot of the times they do speak English too. Yes. So yes. it, you know, um, but they do prefer to speak in Spanish. Spanish so. yeah. yeah. And I think understanding some cultural, uh, some history and background, understanding of where they're coming from does help as well. Mm -hmm. So having that Latino yeah. background, I think does help. For sure. Yeah. And um, you know, so so I think also I know you you had. Well, let's start first. Uh, let's talk a little bit about post-COVID because that is a very interesting sort of topic to figure out. How is the probate world in post-COVID? What has COVID done to it? So, I think it's a it's a good thing mm -hmm. because before in the probate court we had to actually physically go. Now it's more towards. Um, I mean, during COVID with Zoom he hearings, and we did have to have hearings in the administrative side. Um, it's all done, you know, online. You. Basically, file every, you file everything, and you know I, I haven't had to go to the courthouse for anything really, um, and unless you have a contested hearing, then yeah. you know, even even then a lot of the, it's still it's still done by Zoom okay. or by you know remote. Um, obviously, the courthouse you know has opened up now, yes. so um, you know some there is some in-person hearings that are happening. Do you see more people interested in doing wills now or some kind of planning? So of during COVID, I think was my busiest year I think I've had yet because it really either people you know had someone pass away from COVID yes, yes. Um, and it kind of it, it really hit home to people that you know there's a risk there I'm like oh you know I have kids I have you know um, you know to take care and you know, make sure that they're provided for um, you know both husband you know both parents pass away um, yes. and just you know being what I call responsible adults so I always yes. congratulate people when people sign their documents I'm like how do you feel do you feel good <laughs> You feel like a responsible adult now, so and they feel relief. They they feel a sense of relief when they when they sign the documents. And I can only imagine during COVID so, even more so when people were worried yeah. about like you know older parents that might have had difficulty. It's even right. more concerning, Correct. especially when they were at a distance and then who takes care of them? Power of attorneys. Right. I often exactly. and I right. yeah and I I send I send to you myself on on planning and and um, and probate and so forth. But I, so many times the first question is, is Regina, 
Uh, my husband is really, you know, his memory is going really bad. You know, we need to hurry up and do these documents. And it's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, you have to make sure that he has the ability to understand them. Right. If he's lost competency to that extent, there's right. an issue. Right. So people are always surprised right. to hear that. Right. Um, but I think COVID made people kind of think about these things more um, acutely. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's the basic, you know, estate planning document, the will, the revocable trust that, you know, comes in, you know, it, it's appropriate mm -hmm. for, you know, most people, you know, just yes. uh, it just depends on your, in, in your scenario. And it's also disability documents that you touched upon. So those are the incapacity documents, you know, what, mm -hmm. if I'm incapacity, you know, it's death and it's also incapacity while you're still alive. Yeah. So the power of attorney does that. Who's the person that can step into your shoes to, you know, deal with your affairs while you're still alive? Um, healthcare surrogate um, designation, who is the person that can sign, you know, the, the consent for medical procedures and the hospital, uh, the living will, also the same thing, is mm -hmm. it, well, affiliated with the healthcare surrogate, is, is the pull the plug document that yeah. if, these are the things that I do not want. If I'm in a, in a vegetative state, um, end stage, you know, disease, uh, that's what, what do I not want to have done to me yes. medically? Right. Yeah, so, so no feeding to, yeah. you know, um, just not resuscitation. Correct. Resuscitating exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. So. And it's scary stuff, but I always think it's better. It's scary for parents and people to think about it, but imagine how scary it is for your children or someone else or your sister or someone that knows you. You have to make these decisions not knowing how you feel. Right. Because it's right. just at least better that way you can. Right. This is this right. is what I would like you to do. I'm taking the decision somewhat out of your hands. So you're worried about feeling right. guilty. Right. One child they say leave him on the tube, leave mom on the tubes. The other child's like no, she's suffering. This is right. worse. Um, and then in which case you kind of you give them some direction. Right. And yeah. you know I have I have I've had to deal with this personally um, with my father. Um, my mother's 91, and so you know the, those. You know, most people come to me. They're like, oh, this is what I've dealt with in my family. Please. You know, I want to get make sure that I don't have the same situation happen to me. You know, I, my parents never you know signed documents, and you know I'm in this situation now um, where I don't know what they wanted. Yes. Um, yeah. So you know, this it just it, it makes everything easier because then it's in, you know this this is what I want, this is what I don't want, and so it's yeah. it's on paper. And you don't hear so, about siblings fighting about it. Correct. Either, right. You know. Right. So because that's the other thing is, what if you do have children? One that don't get along. Um, right. Uh, or two, right. just think differently. Right. You know, you know, let it be, let her go, let right. her go naturally without pain. The other right. one's like, no, I want to, I, she could survive, she could be on two, so it's, right. it helps with that kind of dynamic and, and write it down so the courts go, well, no, this is what she said she wanted when she couldn't speak. Right. You know, so, right. Right. and right. so many people fell into like comas, right? I mean, they didn't realize they were going to go into it. They put it, they get up on a respirator right. and then, right. Right. So it was right. important to have a lot of documents ahead of time. So it's, you know, it's, it's usually, unfortunately, it comes down, my world is, you know, usually yeah. an event, a triggering event, yeah. or you know, my, yeah. my, my parents are sick, someone passed away, my family, um, I just had a child, I just got married. Um, tri life triggering yeah. events is when people usually come to see me because then it kind of becomes real for them. Yes. And they're yeah. like, oh, I need to be a responsible adult, like I call them. So, um, <laughs> yes. And get yes. their, you know, just get their, their documents. Yeah, and, it's scary though, right? So, it is. I mean, it's almost like I'm a therapist, I think. Because who really wants to talk about death and taxes? I mean, no, it's true. <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's true. I mean, I can only imagine you're, you're looking at it and you're like, and you got to ask these questions, you know. Um, so, if so and so cannot make a decision, uh, who else do you want to make a decision about? Your healthcare, and you want it to be together, and then like they, they look at you like, oh, that's that's right. Yeah, that becomes real. Right. 
And, yeah. and and also with you know with married couples, you know, yeah. they're like, well, if you die first, then hey, this is it. You die first. This is it. And both of you die. This is what happens. Yeah. So they're like, oh God. And yeah. So you know that's a, it's a bit of a, but I mean it's something that has to be. It has to be done. Has to be done. Yeah. And you have to talk about it and. Um, if you're going to go through this procedure, that's what, you know, this yeah. process, and yeah. that's what, these are the things you have to deal with, yes, like it or not, true. so. No, it's true. Like, like you said, death and taxes, you know, at the end of the day, you have to deal with uh, those issues, but also incapacitation of the things that happen in life, the reality, I mean. You know, and bottom line is if the documents are done correctly, yeah. and the, the, it's not only the documents, also the assets, so you yeah. have to look at the assets, how they're titled, and make sure that they're titled in a way, or they have designated beneficiaries, in a way that avoids the probate process. So, right, so I mean, if yeah. you're going to go through, you know, if my clients are, are going to go through this process, pay me for this, yes. they need to have everything done, because, I mean, yeah. but, you know, unfortunately, you know, I, I try to keep up with my, with the clients and, and updates, and hey, if you acquire something, let me know, and we can go through the right. assets, but, you know, sometimes things get missed, and yeah. then, you know, someone does pass away, and says, oopsie, this bank account was, you know, we, Yeah, we didn't do it, yes, yeah. They forget 10 years later, right, so, you know, it's an ongoing process. It's just—it's not a one-and-done thing. You have to consider, you know, consider, especially young couples that acquire assets. They buy investment properties and, and real estate and um, you know things like that. It's an ongoing process. Yeah. So you help the business because people don't think about it, but some of the businesses are passed pass along as well, both to children, or to a spouse, or potentially to a partner. Uh, so sometimes there's operating agreements or buy-sell agreements that. Right. Say okay, in the event I pass, you have to buy out. You get the first right refusal to get my interest before my right. family does or my estate does. Right, right. Only because maybe that partner doesn't, doesn't want, want do family members yeah. to be partners, and so yeah. it's usually a, a liquidity event. So they, yes. so their estate gets you know, so you money. Can plan so, on that. Right, right. Because right? yeah. that could take planning. Otherwise, right, the business right. doesn't have the capital. They don't Correct. have the capital. Yeah, that's usually done through insurance and things like that. So, yeah. so yeah. you can help with all that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful to know. Yes. Put the name and information down. <laughs> but we know that you can go. We're going to give you her information to call her if you need any assistance. So also, you were talking a little bit before about your father. And I know that he had Parkinson's, correct? He had um, yeah. Parkinson's for about 10 years. 10 years. So, yes. And you were involved with the, with, with the foundation, weren't you? I was. I yes. was. I yeah. was. Um, I've gotten a little busy, so I haven't been able to, uh, to go back to that. But um, it's a wonderful organization um, nationwide. They have moving day events every year um, where they you know, raise money and they, it's a walk for, to, to raise money for the Parkinson's. And I think they've come up, they've, they've actually done good stuff with the money, right? I think they've come up with some new, um, uh, you know, I guess not new testing, but new medicine, new things that are helping. Yeah, the new, new procedures. New procedures. Uh, new okay. procedures, um, uh, surgeries in the brain, things like uh, that. I forgot okay. what exactly they're called. It's called now, but um, it works. Um, what I've been able to, you know, yes. read about it, it's, it's working, it works pretty well, um, okay. but still, you know, it's a, an ongoing, yes, um, it's, it's a difficult thing, it's but it's good to hear that they're doing good money, I mean, they're yeah. doing things oh, yeah, no, it's, it's a wonderful organization, okay. I was very uh, proud to be part of it, so. Good, good, good. So, I also want to ask you, and this is something we usually ask everybody, some of the, you know, successful people, uh, we always ask, who is the person that's influenced you the most in your life? Well, I would say, I think my parents. Um, my parents, my mom, you know, both of them, you know, came from a humble background mm -hmm. and um, incredibly smart people. And I kind of felt, you know, they, they were always encouraged me, um, you know, to you know, education. You need to be an educated person. Without education, you're you're nothing. 
um, that's the way to you know to have you know to be successful and, and to through your education and so you know my mother was you know a person who came here by herself before um, you know it was when, when Miami was still Gringolandia yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she had to learn English and she yeah. had to you know she and knew what she yeah. had to do I mean by herself yeah. and that's and unfortunately there was a lot of discrimination early on right but, yeah, there so. was there yeah. was and um, you know my dad too my dad you know had to Enlist in a war voluntarily. I mean, right. I, I just I, I would ask him, you really wanted to do that? He's like, well, that was the only way that I would, was going to be able to go to college. Yeah. So yeah. and um, you know he he went to the University of Pennsylvania on the GI Bill and went to dental school and um, you know I, I I basically looked at them and said I really have no excuse not yeah. to become <laughs> yes. a successful person because yes. you know those yeah. the two people really you know your parents I mean that. Yeah. Yeah, I've always you know looked up to them, and uh, and, they, and they, so. they said this is the way you have to. Know. We did it. We did right. it to give you a better life. Exactly. That's yeah, exactly we want right. you to have a better right. life. Right. Yeah, right. we're opening these doors right. for you. Right. And yeah. you know, also a little another shout out, I think, um, to what I do now yeah. to do the estate planning and probate. I I started you know doing litigation. Okay. and realized that that was not for me. Okay. So, um, <laughs> shout out to you, my friend, yeah. for doing that, because uh, I run the other direction anytime yeah, you know, litigation comes up, and, yeah. um, or I you know, definitely refer it out to other people. And um, yeah. so I was, you know, I, I, I practiced that for, for a couple of years, and then I met Celeste Muir and Toby Muir, two, you know, judge, judge not, now, now retired yeah, judge Muir, yeah. um, at a University of Florida event. Um, oh my goodness, how she keeps throwing that in there? It is, you know, we're both crazy UF Gator people, so I'm, you know, any opportunity I'm going to, but, um, anyway, so I met them at the University of Miami, oh, oh no, hello, what's wrong with me, University of Florida, oh, oh, events, oh. and, um, oh my god, that was a bad slip, and, um, we just started talking, I did, but, you know, it's my, uh, sorry, my league is so Imagine football season around here. <laughs> I already know what football season must look like around here. Um, I'm friends with, you know, Mr. Rincon over there. Yes. Um, so, you know, she, so Judge Mirror had a litigation background and she said, hey, you know, I was telling her that I wasn't, you know, I was, you know, it probably wasn't for me. I was looking kind of to do something else and I was open, you know, looking to see what, I was so young and so I, I wanted to explore some possibilities. Yes. And she mentioned, hey, you know, look into doing, you know, look to, into doing estate planning. Um, if you like math, you know, it's kind of around the, like math. And so, yeah. um, you know, try the estate planning pro program at UM um, or, you know, go back to the University of Florida, they have a great tax yes. program. So yeah. I had looked into that when my father was very sick, so I really couldn't leave to go to, to Gainesville for even a year. So I ended up staying um, at UM, but, you know, UM was a wonderful program. Yeah. And it opened doors for me and, you know, gave me a good, um, you know, fundamental yes. understanding of, you know, estate planning tax and, um, and probate. So. Yeah. And that's unusual. There's not a lot of, I know a lot of people do planning and stuff like that to combine it with the master's in tax. I think that's a really important thing as well because you can help people go beyond that when they do have those tax, yeah. take into consideration how to transfer assets. So that's the other thing. Like a lot of people don't really realize how tax-based it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's estate tax, gift tax, and income tax issues. Mm -hmm. And so um, it definitely comes in handy as far as being able to go, you know, to get into and, uh, and give 
the clients a better understanding of those implications. Yes, and maybe decision making, especially Correct. in companies too, and being something yeah. more complicated and yeah. maybe yeah, your firm. Yeah, I mean, you know, we do a lot of you know, we have to have an understanding of the tax base, but we do work with the CPAs. Yes. You know, for the clients to, you know, to, to do you that. You have to draft that tax. Right, correct. That right, right. Yes, yes, right. So. yes, yeah. Gotcha. So that's really fascinating. And I, I, I'm smiling because Ricardo is behind the camera and he's, and they, they she's mentioned gators like three times. <laughs> gators, <laughs> four. <laughs> so, you know, okay. <laughs> Anything else you like to add, Rick? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I mean, at one point we had an FSU associate here. This was a disaster. Okay, I mean, no, 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 no. Because I was, they would just fight and they would fight and they joke. So you know, between Gators and FSU and that, whenever they would play, right. quite often, right? Right. right? No, well, actually, no, they do play. Every year, they do play often. Yeah, 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 yeah. UM is the one. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking of UM. Yeah, UM. And I'm just like, oh, they, yeah. they would just. Nee, 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 nee. Yeah. Well, you know, this year is probably going to be. Um, well, it's going to be an interesting football season, so okay. well, I think I think UF we have to be a little humble this year, so we'll see what happens. And FSU is going to have to be humble for the foreseeable future. <laughs> Notice how they have to be humble, but so does FSU. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are awesome. They're so they have so much fervor. With, uh, you know, forget about it. Yes. <laughs> but I admire that. You guys are definitely very proud of, uh, of your school and, and everything, and your football team. <laughs> we are, we are. So um, I want to thank you so much for coming today. Um, you know, it's a pleasure to have you, and it's such a pleasure to get more information about you know different areas of law. And you've such a such a knowledge and experience about probate law, and a simple explanation for people understand why it is important. You know, and about you. yourself too. Thank you. I love having. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I love having uh, Latinas here too. Of course. Thank and you. I, you know, being able to show you. where they come from, how yeah. this happens. Yeah. Because, you and know, it's important to support each other too. Yes, absolutely. And it's, I think it's so important for people to see that we all come from different backgrounds and everything. It's so, things are still so possible. We just have to set our mind to it. Exactly. You know? Well, thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for coming. Pleasure as always. Yes, <laughs> thank you. So we want to encourage everyone, hopefully you like this podcast. We're going to post uh, Janine's information if you'd like to get a hold of her. Also, we encourage everyone to follow us on all the social media accounts and become a subscriber to our uh, podcast and Apple podcast. I think it's also... No, it's just Apple Podcasts so far, Buzzsprout, we're available. You can become subscribers there. That'd be great. We are going to come on, hopefully, to Spotify and other platforms shortly. And I want to thank you again. Um, hope you have a wonderful day. Please come back and join us for our next podcast. Thank you.